welcome back to On the Island. Oh, what a week. Three episodes in one week. We're cranking them out as Survivor cranks out 90 full minutes of action minus commercials. So not really. Oh, 63, man. I believe, was the official 63 number. 63 minutes is what my future co-host says. And by future, I mean, I just need to introduce him. <laughs> but first, I should tell you, I'm Taylor Gaines. You're on the island. This is week one of Survivor Season 39, Island of the Idols. And with me, as always, to break down this opening episode, I don't know what he was thinking going against me. He never should have battled me in this. It's Tyler B. Commons. Hey, I'm just out here to make hero moves. You know, I see my team struggling to get up that wall. I'm going to go back and make hero moves. That's why you play Survivor. Hero move. Jack looked like you playing sports. I was, no, I was not kind and did not help people. (laughs) (laughs) Ty, we're back. We're back for real. The season has begun. Like, preseason, great, whatever. No one watches the preseason. You know how the NFL works. But the regular season starts, Mm. and then just wait for the postseason after the merge. Mm. We've got so many analogies. Mm. (laughs) Keep them coming. Yeah, and not only that, we got a Mission Impossible movie mixed in for good measure with (laughs) Jeff hanging from the side of a helicopter. That man's bonkers. Like I want to be able to do that when I'm his age. I don't know what age he is, but... (laughs) I really wanted to know how that ended, like... Did they slowly ease back? Like, because they had, they clearly went down in a way where he was going to just be leaning on the thing for as long as possible. I was more interested in that than the opening montage. <laughs> I think he probably just fell all the way through the helicopter and smacked the water. So I think Jeff is okay. 57 years old, Ty. 5'10. He's a short guy. 5'10 is the average height of an American male. <laughs> whatever (laughs) you're scientifically wrong (laughs) continue though continue we're getting way off track right now ty we have a lot to talk about from this episode we got to see 20 new people and two old people not old like 57 but old like rob and sandra back living on their own (laughs) little island we'll talk about them in a bit but before we get to all of it including them elaine ronnie janet Nora, everyone else, all these memorable people from episode one, we are going to just generally talk really quickly about our reactions to this episode. Ty, what'd you think? Survivor's back. And I'm not going to say better than ever, but better than recent seasons, it felt like. We've been asking for a 90-minute intro, so we get to know people, and they gave us a 90-minute intro. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed with the island of the idols and i just feel like they they created a story that made sense and we had time to understand it and they they gave us a good premiere nine out of ten would recommend yeah i'm definitely a big fan of them doing premieres that are longer and that allow us to just sit with the people and enjoy them especially with i think we were right so far this cast because this cast was really cool there was a lot of personal connections, a lot of fun people. Anybody particular stand out to you in this episode? Um, I mean, obviously, 
I think that Elaine stood out for everybody, um, so that's no surprise. Karishma also stood out, but not... She stood out because Sandra and Rob made it sound like she stood out as a good player. I don't think we got to see any part of her game yet, but I'm... When those two people say, I like her, in the middle of a tribal council, I'm going to tend to pay at least a little bit of attention to her. I kind of enjoyed their little spy shack. What are the name of those guys from the Muppets? Oh, gosh. The uh, the newscast They're not newscasters. No, no, no. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're like the opera people. They stand up there and they're watching Statler and Waldorf? Yes. I loved that element of it. I would have liked it even more if... At a certain point in the season, they just get rid of the wall and the players know that they're sitting there and they just kind of make really loud commentary because Sandra's back and forth with Rob where he was like, did you ever have such a hard time voting somebody out? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> was just really funny. It was probably the highlight of the episode as far as those two were concerned. But for me, I think Tommy stood out. I believe he was one of your final three picks just watching him be like a cool human and vince was interesting tom made an impression on me nora did actually a lot of a lot of people that i'm interested to see more of i will say one of the people i'm not really interested to see more of happens to be the person who was voted out ty really i see i i was a little sad to see him go i don't know that i would have preferred someone else to leave and i think that's a credit to casting this season but i was interested i think he fell victim to kind of what we were talking about in the preseason that he wasn't open and people noticed he just stared at him trying to read them and i think that's ultimately what kind of caused his downfall but i i don't know that i was disinterested so it essentially since you haven't said it yet actually came down to Ronnie, Vince, and Elaine, it looked like, for who the Lyro tribe was going to vote out. And they decided to go him in what looked like a landslide. I think it was 7-2 to two because Elizabeth didn't have a vote. She lost it at the Island of the Idols, which we can talk about later. But yeah, I think he could have been interesting. I do think he was victim of an unfair edit where like they didn't show him smiling a single time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they actually had fun times occasionally. And they really leaned into the, like, this is a poker player with no social skills. And he got <laughs> an unfair look. But when when it got to be framed as him versus Elaine, I was like, I really want Elaine to stay. Because she had made such a strong impression so quickly. And mm-hmm. really, like, lived up to every expectation we had hoped for when we were talking about her in the preseason. Yeah, I think she she's going to have that lauren rimmer underdog feel i'm sad that everybody already perceives that and that might be her downfall like people know that she has the story to win survivor but i'm hoping that you know her argument of keep me around until you don't need me or whatever hide behind me use me as shield whatever i'm hoping that that will not backfire and the longer she stays on the more those relationships developing can take place and she might actually be able to make some noise in this game rather than just kind of an interesting person early on that you know halfway through the season isn't making a name for herself or isn't making any noise anymore she's definitely got potential like there's just some people that look iconic when they're on survivor and 
within minutes i was like that camo red Sox hat is like her thing i'm I'm into this and fortunately we'll get to see her for another episode i also liked the way that they were framing things in this premiere as people being aware of the danger they were in like there was never really anyone getting too comfortable and even ronnie who they didn't show exhibiting doubt said in his interview afterwards on the uh, interwebs this morning that he had weird feelings on the way out and he thought something might go wrong and he didn't really buy what was being sold to him because people were just refusing to go vote for Elaine and then they switched it over to Vince and he also mentioned not trusting Elizabeth's story that she told when she came back from the island of the idols So I think he was more aware than we were shown also. And I hope that they lean into that more. I think it only adds to the paranoia to get the idea that everyone's just like, uh, it could be me. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the show is definitely going in a direction where your social alliances matter more. And that, um, we'll get to it, I'm sure, but that worries me for some of these players that, it almost seemed like there was a weird old school group and new school group. And I, I want to see how these social dynamics go and how aware everybody is with where they sit on the tribe. Because if you notice the people that walked off... Um, oh, you're talking about on this tribe? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like Tom and Vince and... Elaine. Elaine, when they walked off, they immediately knew the things on their back and people told them. So everybody was really open and honest and until they weren't. And it was like, it was really strange. Yeah. And on the other tribe, Nora came up to Jason and said, you left to look for the idol and now everyone's talking about you. Yeah. And I don't know how that, what does that mean for this season? What does that mean for this cast? I can't really tell because every, it's it's almost like the game has become bigger than the relationships that people form. And maybe and that's just because it's the first three days and they haven't spent, you know, 72 hours sitting around on a beach with nothing to do and talking. But you definitely saw gamesmanship coming out this episode. And I think in that scenario I just mentioned, even like Nora was like, yo, perception's reality. And I mm-hmm. think that's really so true in these opening days especially when it is like a popularity contest, which is something Ronnie talked about in his post-exit interviews where he just said like, yeah, she won. Like Elaine beat me to the popularity contest side of things. And he compared it to poker, obviously. We mentioned on our preview that he had the most consecutive caches at the World Series of Poker or whatever. (laughs) And he said, uh, thing about poker is you have many chances to win. You can get knocked out, make it up the next morning and play again. But in Survivor, 95% of us only have about one shot. So it really stunk. Of course it hurts. The other thing that was interesting from him was he said he got really sick like three weeks before coming onto the show and took a bunch of antibiotics because the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And that the antibiotics wiped him out and to the extent that some people saw him on the show and said they didn't recognize him like he was too skinny or something. And... uh He tweeted this morning, for someone who always has so much to say, it's hard for me to express how I feel, the expectations I had for myself, and what you had for me. Sorry I let you down. I feel so privileged to have played the great game of At Survivor CBS. Thank you for all of your support. 
Yeah, and it's it's reasons like that that I'm I'm sad to see him go, but I also want the rest of the cast to be that good. I want to feel bad. Well, and when I love everyone's yeah. gone. Yeah, I love the idea of feeling bad every time someone goes. That means you got yeah. a good cast. Yeah, that means you're back emotionally invested instead of being like, ugh, another trip to Ghost Island. Can't wait for next season. And, and I, you know, it's only one episode. This is a very small sample size, but I'm feeling like this is going to be a very good season, at least on the face of it. Yeah, and I will say he had one good bit before he left that I enjoyed, which was his tribal council monologue where he basically listed a bunch of like (laughs) relatively normal things and like one insane thing and i just like got such a kick out of that it was such a unique way to describe yourself he's like listen i've been through a lot (laughs) like i had to earn enough money to buy my own laptop i had to work at a mcdonald's i had to get a tan the real way I had to buy shorts with my own money. I had to climb up a roof to put Christmas lights up. (laughs) And I once sheared 12 goats in South Africa. (laughs) And it was just like, oh, I just got a kick out of it. But I'm glad we got Elaine because her bit also cracked me up. (laughs) Which is apparently to just be shocked by city things. But like, not... Not crazy city things either. Like, what was her thing about cumin? She was just like, what the Because f- cumin. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that spice. Was that like mustard? She's like, it's in mustard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also, what do you think the word was that they bleeped? I backed it up like three times and I have a theory. Um, I'm going to leave that in your capable hands because you sound much more interested in that than I was. <laughs> Well, I just was trying it, because it's the context of it sounded like she was about to say a verb, and I was like, "What? Are, what could they possibly have been bleeping?" Because she basically said they were talking something about not wearing like pants or underwear or something, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, I would just be going around bleep," and I was like, "I guess she said free balling." Like I don't know what I don't know what else she could have been saying. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to get anyway. around here and ask her at some point. <laughs> yeah, I hope we can talk to her. I want to know what other things she doesn't know about. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of blue corner here and move on to some other things from this episode, Ty. By the way, as as we move out of it, I will say that I found it scary that in his interview with the Hollywood Reporter this morning, Jeff said I'm curious how this is going to feel on the heels of Edge of Extinction. I know there are purists who think there should never be a second chance island, but right now I'd kind of like to see Ronnie on an island living alone. And I was just like, ugh, please no. (laughs) Let him sign up for Naked and Afraid then. Don't get him back on Survivor. (laughs) There is a lot of cast to talk about other than Dean, I guess, for this episode. Mm. I actually noticed that jeff mentioned him too he was like the only guy who was a little cagey in tribal council was dean he'll come out of his shell we'll get him out of his shell (laughs) (laughs) but before we get to the rest of the cast and we've touched on a couple things here so far already but let's talk about rob and sandra because they kind of are the theme and we got to see their little hut island we 
we got to see their little hut island whatever that they live on do you think they just stay in like a nice room and then they put on dirty clothes whenever a castaway comes dude absolutely they are <laughs> chilling at ponderosa and then they're like oh sandra's got her wear her like classic red polo shirt and rob's gotta wear a wife beater but like they looked clean there was one maybe i'm a weirdo but there was at one point where they zoomed in on rob's face and i was like that guy took a shower an hour ago and he's in makeup like come on (laughs) and we got to see those life-sized not life-sized like super-sized skulls for the first time how'd you feel about that um it was interesting that um jeff was going for a Mount Rushmore and he finally got his chance to build a Mount Rushmore on the island. Um, I thought the funny thing to me was Elizabeth went first and Elizabeth is a self-proclaimed new fan of the show. So I was yeah. like, she's, okay, one of she's the pumped two to recruits. see people she's never watched. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I also mean, thought she was I the perfect really... person to go because she was so excited and so bubbly that like it actually made me more interested in what was happening because she was just like in awe of everything that was happening like they would be sitting there teaching her how to make fire and she'd just be like wow (laughs) this is amazing you're boston rob (laughs) do you think she also got to watch those like sticks fall on the rock in slow motion 12 times or was that like just us for effect i was curious you think they shot b-roll with her there (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding um i don't think that island of idols took away from the flow of the episode it wasn't maybe that's because it was a 90 minute episode and it may feel like that in the future but it didn't take a whole lot away i was really curious about well, Elizabeth never asked us what our second offer was. You know, she just jumped at what the first thing was. Both yeah, that was Sandra and Rob brought that up. And I was like, well, oh, it's a mysterious island and she's meeting two people that she's never met before. Is also, you're on a reality thing? show. Like, you would think that since they're basically representatives of the show, that whatever they tell you is what you have to do. And I, I don't know that I would think to question it either. Yeah, exactly. Rob was literally reading a script in one of the scenes, and I was like, well, they edited that poorly. But it was like, what was she supposed to say? I think you're lying. What else can you give me? Like, who's going to think that? I don't know. I I enjoyed that part at the same time, though. I like the idea that even though they're not playing and they can't win a million dollars and they can't cast votes or whatever, Mm -hmm. I like the idea that they are playing the contestants a little bit because that makes their presence way more interesting than them just kind of being there and being static. Yeah, and I think a really funny thing that could happen is we talked about how they get to sit in their little perch and watch um, Tribal, and Sandra was sitting here going, I like him, I like her, She made it. she's really smart, she's clever. If they get someone she doesn't like like that goes to visit them on Island of Idols, is she going to be like, eh, Shut up, Dan. You're an idiot. Like, what is she going to do? It's all speculation, but it just makes me laugh. That little shack invented by Jimmy Fallon. Fun fact. (laughs) Fun fact. Jimmy wants people to... Did you see the other... So, yes, Jimmy Fallon apparently emails Jeff Probst with show ideas all the time. But did you see, like, they had a... He had a really interesting show idea that I don't know if you caught, but it was... 
Survivor USA reaches the merge. Survivor Australia <laughs> reaches their merge. And then the two tribes are like thrown together and it's like a whole new season starting over. Wow. I still, people will be disappointed because I've had people on Twitter and Instagram tell me ways to watch Survivor Australia and I still have not. Yeah, that's totally only you. I watch it religiously for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Survivor America, we have more stuff to talk about. I think it is going to be interesting to see how much time they spend on Island of the Idols and our friend Andy Dennert appears to be starting a tracker of that. He said in the first episode... We were looking at Robin Sandra on screen for 11 minutes and 48 seconds out of a 63-minute, 41-second episode, a total of 18.5%. And like you said, it worked well that we were also getting to know Elizabeth this time around. Mm -hmm. But TBD as to whether 18.5% starts to feel like too much or if they even stay in that number. Because if they keep like 10 minutes per episode for them and cut the episodes down to 42 minutes... We're going to be getting a hell of a lot. Yeah, 18.5% feels exponentially larger when the episode is 20 minutes shorter. So I do have one more final thought. What do you think of the Oath of the Idols? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. That was insane. That was ridiculous. It's fun. It's showmanship. You got to remember out there, we love this show. We really (laughs) absolutely do. It's just, it's one of those things that when it feels awkward watching it, you can't imagine how awkward it felt to do it. Like you have these like 40 year olds just like reading a weird oath about (laughs) not being able to vote. I don't know. I don't have any real smart thoughts on it. But Me neither. I just wanted it to be out there. What did you make of Elizabeth lying about where she went? Because I feel like as the season goes on, they're only going to reveal this more and more, and I am sure she's going to wind up caught in a lie. Maybe people will not care. But the show is called Island of the Idols. Everyone must know there's more than just three urns there. Yeah, like, I don't know the need to lie. I'm guessing what had happened is she had watched... Um, Ghost Island. Ghost Island and was like, oh, well, uh, you know, doing my recent research on this show, that sounds very plausible. I don't I don't think it's a disadvantage to lie in this situation, being the first person out there. But is it? Is she going to have a disadvantage if she's like, guys, you're never going to believe this. Boston Rob and Sandra are here. Like, what advantage does that give her? Not really. She can be like, yeah, they gave me an opportunity for... An I- for like an idol but I lost it I, mean, I guess that makes people suspicious but if, if you're trying to form an alliance and you're honest about you lost an idol you don't even have to bring up your vote I don't see how that could negatively affect her unless she got back and immediately thought she was on the chopping block before she had other conversations the, the lie just seemed a little a little bit unnecessary to me yeah and I wonder if people who had more fan experience would have come up with a better lie Because like you said, she probably just watched Ghost Island and then came on. Mm -hmm. But who knows? We'll see. I felt like it was a little weird that they didn't show us who got picked to go from the other tribe. But we'll find out next week, I suppose. Anybody else stand out to you from that tribe? We talked about Elizabeth. We talked about Ronnie, Karishma a little bit, Dean. 
Vince, Elaine. We, we didn't really talk about Chelsea or Aaron, the guy who wants to make the toothpick thing his bit, but he's way too late. <laughs> Tom, the hockey player. Missy? Anybody? I actually really liked... I really liked Tom. He's not in panic mode. He's super laid back, and I, we talked about this. He was very for stoic. several seasons now where we just want the old people back with personality and charisma and confidence, and I was really excited to see a guy just being stable and a solid rock. Um, Aaron, I'm really curious because I think Aaron could be a good player, but I think he threw his hat into the wrong alliance too early. And that kind of worries me because he seems like he has thoughts and ideas and, you know, he got people together and he wasn't aware everybody was lying to his face, but he got people together and tried to make a move and have a majority six. And I, I want to see how he recovers. Um, scenes in the next episode, I'm not sure he's going to recover well, <laughs> but I, I'm curious to see if he can scramble and make things okay. <laughs> Yeah, those two people stood out in interesting ways. Missy, I found interesting because in her preseason preview, she called herself decently dope. And then she used <laughs> that exact phrase on the TV show as well. And I think she managed to say dope twice in like four sentences. So that's going to be her thing, I guess. And she had quite the backstory. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, where I don't know if from? you knew any of that, but we talked about how little information CBS was letting out. Like, collegiate basketball player that can't walk. Like, I just she had quite the backstory that I was unaware. She's dope. Uh, but it now makes sense being a veteran at 23 or 24. I can't remember which way, what she was. We haven't talked much about the other tribe. I want to talk about two people especially to me number one with a bullet is janet because janet was just a straight up badass this entire episode i don't know that i've ever seen anything on survivor as cool as her half covered in sand just (laughs) nailing that ring part and like pulling the thing in like oh it was just so cool uh, well, not only that, she immediately got out of the old woman box I got by so creating nervous. fire right away. Yeah, if she didn't because create fire, her game blows up and she's just the first old woman out like every other season. Well, but and she's she like, also, the way she said it was like, I need to stand out. And I was like, uh-oh. Usually when people <laughs> try to stand out, everybody's like, who's this guy? But she came in and was like, I'm going to start a fire. And she did. And it was awesome. And then she did awesome in the challenge. She just was cool. (laughs) Yeah. Again, mad props to casting. That's what it seems like. Casting is picking up fun people. So Also, in, in case you were questioning how cool she was, this was a quote she said in this episode. I have a special set of skills and I know how to use them. I know. I was like, is this taken or are we watching Survivor? What's happening right now? Oh my God. She was so good. Uh, the other person who I felt was like sneakily great on that tribe was Nora because I don't know if she's going to be good at the game or not. She had the thing where she pointed out to Jason that people noticed he was sneaking away. But the moment that stole it for me was she had a confessional where she remember when we read her preseason thing and we were like, how did she get from frogs to alcohol 
in one sentence. I got to see how she does that in real life because she was just like, yeah, he reminds me of an ex-boyfriend who I used to really trust. And I think that's why I decided to go tell him what was happening. And like, there was a little more to it with the the way that she built up to it was so crazy. Like in my mind, it was like, <laughs> in my mind, it was just like, oh yeah, well I had this boss and he once like lit the office on fire, but like he bought us lunch once and it was really nice. So I always thought of that. And when I saw him, he looked like that boss. So I went and gave him my resume and like, it was just <laughs> such an interesting way to think of approaching a person that I just got a kick out of it. Yeah. There's definitely some, innocence in approaching people that way that is really refreshing um but it's been teased we're gonna see a lot of her next episode so we will see how the rest of her tribe handles did anyone else stand out to you on that tribe i mean we mentioned him very briefly i think tommy who we were both kind of high on in the preseason we always talk about human moments. He had a human moment where he was talking about his... That's nice. What I can only assume now is his fiance or wife because, you know, this was filmed in the spring. But... Um, Him and just, his wife followed us on Twitter. Oh, fantastic. So, hi, Tommy, if you're Congratulations listening. Congratulations <laughs> to you guys. Um, I assume... I actually did not check if they were married either, but I didn't... I'm sure... I was a journalist. I'm sure I can figure it out and the real way <laughs> i don't know yeah check public record in uh <laughs> but just seeing him in new york actually, new jersey yeah just seeing him make that connection uh was really cool and i'm still i still want to see that i'm still a little curious about jamal his personality type seems interesting and emotional and i'm i'm worried about his emotional emotionality emotionalism the way he emotes towards others. I'm just kidding. I'm ranting at this point. But those oh. are two people that I was um, piqued. My interest was piqued by those two. If you want to talk about worrying about the way someone emotes towards others, I think we should talk about Dan. Because this was an interesting... We've had episodes over the years where we've talked about Survivor veering into social issues whether it was Zeke being outed as transgender or Jeremy and Natalie getting into a really ugly fight last year. But this felt different in the sense that this particular issue of males making females uncomfortable in scenarios where there's no reason for females to have to feel uncomfortable is still really prevalent and for it to be a guy who actually works in hollywood was a tough look (laughs) but i was surprised at how deftly the show actually handled it because it wasn't heavy-handed and it wasn't like hey audience we want you to learn a lesson it was like hey he's making everyone really uncomfortable because he's touching them all too much and instead of like commenting on it they kind of highlighted how real some of those struggles are. And I thought Andy Dennert pointed this out well in his column. He said, it illustrated nicely how hard it can be for those on the receiving end of unwanted touching or other behavior to advocate for themselves, especially if they fear consequences. Here, for example, in a game for $1 million. And you could see like, 
Kelly and Molly kind of questioning whether it was even worth bringing up. And yet they were both very uncomfortable with it. And ultimately they had a conversation with him that they didn't really show, but she said was productive. And on the one hand, I thought it was good that they addressed it and that they addressed it the way that they did. And on the other hand, I would be worried about something happening later in the season with Dan, even if it's not something as overt as this, just like him being so bad at reading people. Yeah. And this is what stuck out to me in that was Janet giving advice because I'm not going to say she had like a Sarah Lucina moment when you, you know, talking about Zeke being outed, but she said, go talk to the guy. Like, and I think that's so difficult, like you said, but it's also, it needs to be the solution is we need to listen to people when they speak up about something, not just kind of brush it under the rug. And I, th- I think her being that voice is awesome, encouraging that. And like you said, I think the show handled it really well. And I am going to refrain from speaking about the fact that he's a Hollywood agent. Yeah, and I think they were working on their own faults a little as well. You mentioned this before we started recording that the first two confessionals they showed were female minorities, where last season one of the big storylines was Julia not having a confessional for like eight weeks or something. I'm sure I'm exaggerating the number in retrospect, but it was interesting to watch them sort of give everyone a more equal edit and i think it helps that this cast is just generally more diverse but uh yeah we're gonna criticize the show when it does bad things so let's give it credit for doing something handling it well yeah and that that was good to see um i i didn't go through julia's twitter to see if she made a comment on it but that was literally i will say she made way more comments on whatever happened in big brother last night (laughs) big brother but yeah i mean that was my first notes was the first two people to speak were lauren beck and um karishma patel and i was like hey they're trying and you know what we could all try harder can't we just all try let's just think if we all just listen to each other (laughs) (sighs) i don't know ty before we get out of here i think we've covered all of the main talking points we wanted to hit but maybe you can clean up any messes I've left unkempt by giving me your power rankings on the way out the door. Dun, dun, dun. The top three players from week number one of Survivor Season 39. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Again, it's hard when most of the second half of the episode is dedicated to the tribe that lost, especially in week one because you don't know who's strong on the other side yet. But I feel... I feel like I have a solid top three right now. Okay. Ty, every year, I let you decide what order we should go in. <laughs> should we go one, two, three, or three, two, one? Uh, I'm still a fan of three, two, one. I know right, later on in this season, it gets less exciting that way, but I think early on in the season, three, two, one is the way to go. All right, Ty. Who is your number three? Number three for me has to be Elaine because 
She felt so far under the bridge and so far gone, but she had no votes, and it looks like people genuinely like her. Everybody in Tribal was praising how awesome she is, and I think that can get you through, especially early on. Um, It's scary late, but early on, I think that is a very good sign for her. Yeah, I also put her number three because based off this episode, she was easily the standout character. Well, one of the standout characters and had a really good handle on things more so than we would have thought going into Final Tribal, I think. To the extent that when she was giving sort of a sob story there, if she knew the vote was going to be seven to two or whatever, Mm -hmm. then she was really like putting on some kind of show to distract from the actual plan because it ended up being Ronnie in a landslide and that's some pretty good gameplay if that's what she was up to yeah I just I think she had a really good week and I'm excited to see what she can pull moving forward number two um, we mentioned him briefly I think Tommy has set himself up well he got a really good edit you got to see nothing negative about the guy and um we didn't get to see much of him second half because his team won but i just feel like he's in a good position and i'm a little biased because we picked him to do well in the preseason yeah you did elaine so your your preseason final three was elaine tommy and dean and you have two of them already i don't know if dean will make it to number one but (laughs) i don't think dean's gonna make it number one (laughs) i should say it's it's a testament to us maybe talking to each other too much, but my number three was Elaine. Your number three was Elaine. Your number two was Tommy. My number two is Tommy. I just was impressed by how human he was and how he was really focused on making one-on-one connections with people that weren't about the game. And in an episode jam-packed with people and with a lot of things happening, that stood out. So, Ty, what about number one? Are we going to also have the same number one? So for me... Number one, which is super weird because she was at Tribal, Karishma. Hmm, you're giving because, a lot of weight to Boston Rob and Sandra. <laughs> dude, they're, they're awesome. And like I said, we don't, I feel like I don't know this cast yet. And the fact that Sandra's like, I like her. She speaks well. She got an interview, which is always great sign. And I just feel like she's positioned in a safe way to be middleman on that tribe all right well guys my number one's janet (laughs) janet was my favorite thing that's happened on survivor in a long time and everything she did made me so happy and she bucked the trend of old people getting voted out first she honestly was just great and i give her a lot of points for being the old person who was like, I'm cool, and everyone was like, oh my god, you are cool. <laughs> so, I'm giving her the number one spot. My final three, by the way, was Elizabeth, Jack, and Jamal. So, we both still have all of our final threes in. It's a good start, I guess. Just shows that we know everything, and that's why you need to listen to us. Also, Boston Rob shouted us <laughs> out like seven times when we went to Island of Vitals, because he kept saying like, that's the reason we're out here on the island. Like, we're on the island because we want to tell you stuff. Like, that's why we're playing on the island. That's why we're on the island. And I was like, he must listen to our podcasts. <laughs> he must. <laughs> oh, Ty, anything else on this week before we get out of here? 
that is all I got. Wow. It's fun. It, oh, okay. oh, wait. Classic time. <laughs> That's all I got, but it's fun, and I'm still looking forward to this season. I'm, I wasn't turned off by episode one. I'm still really excited to see this cast and how they gel when we get to see more and more of them. Yeah. I was excited to have it back. We'll see how it develops. Good first week. I'm happy. For now, he's Tyler B. Commons. I'm Taylor Gaines. Thank you for listening to our sexy wood gathering. And come back. (laughs) You know, I read that quote. I read that quote because it was a funny quote when it was said in the episode, and I don't like the way it sounded. (laughs) I also don't like the way that it sounded. I'm leaving all this in. Please don't fire me. (laughs) Real life job. I don't know what to do about that. I was like, this is a great quote. I'm going to use this quote. And then when I said it out loud, I realized the context I was saying it in. You know what? I'm out of words. (laughs) Hey, perception is reality. (laughs) Oh, God, you're so right. Okay, goodbye. Thank you for listening to On the Island. Go find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Tell your friends as we start a new season of Survivor. <laughs> season 39. Oh, 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 Bye. Bye. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right.